How are you? Good on my side. <clears throat> Excited to talk. I yeah. love Lyme. Yeah, that's good to hear. I love your background. Where Where are you right now? In Guadalajara. Um, it actually Guadalajara. looks like an, an old grandma uh, painting, but yeah, hmm. I, I would maybe change, you know, the the borders of it. But sure. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a real painting. It's pretty cool. Hmm. It's, it's yeah, it is pretty cool. Airbnb we're in. Where Where are you at? Uh, well, I'm at my place. Um, I'm in Spain right now. And Guadalajara, let me think. Yeah, you guys speak there. They speak Spanish over there, right? I'm, I'm going to sound Yeah, yeah, it's in Mexico. Stupid, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well. Um, yeah, no, I moved to Spain uh, three years ago. You you went, you you entered Spain two years ago? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, three years ago. I'm originally from Holland. I'm Dutch, but I moved here about three years ago. And what oh, yeah. part of Spain are you in right now? I'm close to Alicante. So, you know, when you're looking at it top, from the top, then you have Madrid, Barcelona, and then... Alicante. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know it because I was in uh, Guadalajara, uh, not Guadalajara, I was in uh, Guardamar uh, del Seguro, um, mm. which is uh, 30 minutes from Alicante. So yeah, exactly. I was, I was there for a month or two, and Alicante is pretty badass, to, to be honest. Mm. It's, it's one of my favorite little city um, in Spain. We went to see, like... Um, couple of, of uh, movie well uh, you know acting uh, theaters in, in there it was a very nice play around oh, Christmas yeah. I think and uh, yeah it's a very small town you know small streets it's and then you you can go up in the castle and and have a view on the the whole city so very nice yeah. place yeah the castle's pretty cool when um if my window would have been like two meters more to the left I would be looking at the castle right now um, really the, yeah yeah I really like Alicante so I'm from Holland it's a fairly small country, so to me, Alicante is sort of a big city, I suppose. Like, I've been to Madrid, and I've been to... Well, Madrid, <clears throat> yeah. So for me, Madrid is huge. It's too much. Oh, yeah. It's a big city. Um, so I like Alicante. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, it's it's a big city. Uh, it's somewhat similar to um, uh, CDMX, Ciudad de Mexico, you know, the Mexico City, as we know it in English it's um well there's there's mountains around here i'm a trail runner i, I actually came here because um, uh, of a spartan race ultra that was happening but never happened uh, mm-hmm. they, they canceled it so they, they moved it like um, south of mexico city so now we're we're gonna move there and see uh well it's 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 going to be the same race, just it's going to be way shorter. It's not going to be the, the ultra version. So mm. uh, long, long story short, I've been in Guadalajara before. It's a nice city. There's a bunch of things to do, you know, like uh, for my birthday, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to the Lucha Libre. And that's mm. pretty funny, you know, like to, to see uh, Mexican wrestlers, but also, you know, people in the stands just swearing at one another. And mm. it was it was a, a very fun experience. So Sure. Bunch of things to do, and also what you need to know if you ever come by here, uh, mm-hmm. there's the tequila route. Um, so there's this town called Tequila, and that's where they make all the tequila. And if you sure. not, if you don't make the um, the tequila from there, you cannot have the appellation. So we we didn't have the time. Actually, it, I, I, we're moving this weekend. We might uh, go and do the the tequila experience, but. Uh, it, it's known for that and obviously there's a bunch of things to do last piece of info about Guadalajara is that it's a nice startup hub 
um, in Mexico. There's there's a bunch of uh, cool and exciting startups that are building here. Um, mm -hmm. So the startup, there's like two cities, um, maybe three that are great startup hubs in Mexico. There's Mexico City, there's Guadalajara, and I think there's Monterrey, which I've never been. She's like more north, but that that's kind of cool, you know, because that's that in the end that's that's what's gonna pick up the mexican economy yes they're, mm -hmm. they're very dependent on tourism um but also you know it might fend off eventually the the narco problem that they they have here uh, which by the way tourism are not tourists are not exposed to narcos but it's just bad for the the country and and the economy as you might know yeah, yeah it is one of the first things that I mean, that comes to mind right when we think about this, about that. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's great to hear that, you know, the, the startup scene and the business scene is picking up. So that's, that's super exciting. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Startups and are going to save the world, man. Line is going to save the world. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. And pretty cool to hear about your, uh, your Spartan race as well. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I've never done Spartan. I do like, I've done some obstacle runs, obstacle races, which I, uh, they're really fun, but they're nowhere near as intense or extreme as, as, you know, the ultra runs or anything like that. But um, yeah, um, I'd, well, I'd, I would have loved to, to do it, but I guess this year is going to be practice. Um, the, you know, the, the one I'm going is, is 21 kilometers. It's not going to be a, a challenge for me as I did an Ironman last year, you know, which is kind of intense. The ultra was somewhat similar in difficulties of the Ironman. You know, you complete it in around 15 hours. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, like it's, it, it's a cool thing. It's, I mean, it's, I do it for the mental, you know, I do it for the, yeah, yeah. the mindset to, to just build me up and it, it plain works. It's one of the best medicine um, probably after meditation, what if you want to build your mind and achieve great things? Um, and I'm pretty sure you'll understand that as you're you, all, you also look like an ambitious guy looking at, yeah, at your background. If you don't mind, we'll, we'll just jump into it because I yeah, know definitely. Your, your definitely. time no, is me, precious for me. Sports is meditation as well. Whenever you're doing cardio or whenever like, I'm doing some individual spinning. There is always yeah. that moment where you think, shit, I'm going to quit. And then yeah. when, when you go through that, then after it's just flipping bliss and you have all these negative thoughts and then all of a sudden it's like, wow. So that's, yeah, um, yeah, definitely something I can, you know, I mean, um, 21 kilometers for me would be a lot right now, but yeah, it's something that I can relate to because we all work out and have our, our obstacles that we get through, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you just described it. It's always the point, you know, when, when you're like, shit, this is too much and I need to stop. But the thing is, this, this is just your, your brain um, mm -hmm. telling your body what to do. But the body doesn't, doesn't know. The body just, just can't keep going. It, it's just a goddamn brain, you know? Like, it, it always comes and, and, and slows you down in so mm -hmm. many ways. Um, the body is, is really prehistoric. Uh, it's really hard for it to break down. Yes, sometimes you can get injured and obviously need to stop. But, uh, you know, the, I think the mind, there's, there's way more work to do on the mind than on the body. And obviously that the mind influences the body. So if you work a lot on your mind, uh, you'll, you'll have a great body and you'll achieve incredible things because your body mm -hmm. is, is capable of doing, you know, the, um, the ultra, for example, the, the Spartan Race Ultra, obviously there would be a time cutoff, you know, you, you probably wouldn't make it, 
um, they, they cut off, you know, after I think 17 or 17 hours or something like that. But theoretically, you could just go and run for 24 hours without, you know, uh, breaking down. But I mean, it, it's all, it, and it's the same in cells, you know, like uh, I, I checked your background, you started in cells, I started in cells too. Um, when when you start, when you cold call, I mean, at some point you, you want to stop, but uh, you, you just keep on going. You just go one more. Like, I, I love this quote, go, just go one more. And mm. eventually, you know, you get that meeting, you get that serotonin shot, and that's enough to, to keep you going. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. That's the thing, right? When you then uh, experience that success, yeah, that keeps you going. And that also teaches, teaches you something for the next time. Because when you're in that exact same spot, then you're thinking, hey, you know what? Actually, last time I flipping did it. Let's just try it again because I've shown myself that I can actually do it. So then um, you do that, you do that again. Um, and and I'm also a really big believer of thinking in systems. So then you know, hey, you know what? Last time it took me 50 calls, got that meeting. Uh, yeah. Let's just get 50 calls in. Like it's it's a binary thing. I'm gonna get my 50 calls in. Yes, 100% guaranteed. And then hey, you know what? Another meeting, and then you can start actually. You can start planning around that. You know what? I'm going to make time to do 100 calls and I'm going to book two meetings. Perfect. And that's it. Um, yeah. And yeah, once you've shown it to yourself once, then you know you can do it again. It's just getting to that initial success point. Um, and that's just a matter of, of wanting it bad enough, pretty much. I relate a lot to the, the system thing. And I always tell my guys, you know, that they need to be consistent in everything. You can't like be consistent at work and not be consistent in, you know, your personal life, for example, when you cook or um, when you go to gym, for example. So uh, nowadays I, I go to the gym here in Guadalajara and um, the, the systematic thing, for example, um, well, for example, I, I do, I do like uh, 30, for example, if I'm doing abs, I'm going to do like, uh, well, I should do 30, 30 reps okay but then my brain tells me okay if i do three sets of, of 34 let's say then i'm gonna mm -hmm. hit 100 and you know it's this weird like numbers obsession and finally like if i do 34 then why not do 35 you know and if i'm at mm -hmm. 35 why not 40 and then mm -hmm. that's where you you break the barrier and that's where greatness happens that's when muscle breakage happen and that's where you you bulk up you know and you're you're better and i think that that's also you know a, a brain thing um like when you're in the flow don't stop you know if you feel good if you feel you know caffeinated and you have the serotonin in your brain don't stop at 50 you know hit a streak mm -hmm. and go for for 100 that that's also a, a pretty cool advice but i want to get in your background because i have your your linkedin profile here and we're going to get to to line i want to spend a good like uh 15 minutes spending uh, to, to spend online and sure. um i, I want to talk about like your your background here you started uh in amsterdam which is a nice place i've been by the way netherlands um mm. you started at Emolife. maybe you you can start there and and go up go up to in inditex and then go to lidaru which is going to get interesting because that's when you kind of got into legion can you tell us a bit about your background yeah, definitely. So emo life that is way, way back. That was I'm looking at it now as well because I need to remind myself a little bit. It was 2008, and it might have been even earlier when I started there, um, which was door-to-door -door sales, um, which um, I think is a great place to start. 
I was young, hungry, like you, when you're young and you have the opportunity to make a lot of money, then yeah. I mean, like that's, that's very motivating. And that's also where I learned like your team and your colleagues, they, they make the whole thing when it comes to challenging jobs. So yeah, at times door those sales are tough, but when you have really, like you have a nice team and you're motivated when you're motivating each other, that's that's really helpful. So did order sales, that was great. Uh, I led a team and was helping with the training of the team to order sales. And you really, um, you also realized it's really important to set targets for yourself and that you take those serious and uh, you try and hit one more door and you try and hit that number. Not because, <laughs> you know, if, if not then, but I think it's just something, okay, once you set the number, you want to get there, right? So that's where, where I learned that. I need um, to ask, yeah. how is door-to-door yeah. in Europe? What's the difference? Because I know the door-to-door in Canada and US, I, I've got a bunch of friends that did it, you know, and, you know, people sometimes freak out and, uh, in, you know, they, they kind of tell you to go away or they call the, the police or they, mm-hmm. they even pull a knife on you or I've heard like crazy shit like that, but how is it in, in Europe? Right. Um, it. it really does depend like the kind of neighborhood that you're in i suppose the city i mean yeah i've had people come out with their dogs and people call the police especially like elderly people because they're not really used to it they're not sure there's this you know you they hear crazy stories in the news and then there's a young guy knocking on the door you know asking for your friends to open the door um uh, and yeah you have a badge and all that but it's just you know i can imagine for them scary so they yeah. they sometimes call police or anything but it's um back then it was a little bit newer because we're talking about uh, 13 14 15 years ago so it yeah. was a bit different um and no one really loved it but then again um uh, overall the experience was just pretty good like the things you're interrupting people their day uh, you know in in what they at their home so it's a bit you know it's uh, i can imagine that some people there they're they're not really too excited to see you but um from yeah from just what you what you just told me it sounds like canada is a bit worse in in that regard so um <laughs> in the so cold yeah, that as well. That is, I mean, I've had some cold days. Don't don't get me wrong. In Holland, can get cold <laughs> as well when it's snowing. But um, so yeah, that was emo life. Then I went to Inditex where I managed one of their stores in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. You travel a bit and you do some things here and there. And um, so that was a lot of fun. I I even played professional poker for a while, traveled the world, and, and made some great friends and some great experiences. Uh, before I got into you know, I managed this, their store in in Amsterdam, uh, which was great. I really learned a lot about different cultures. We worked with a team of 55 and I think there were um, I don't know, like 30 different nationalities, something like that. So that was, that was really fun um, and made some really great friends there as well. But um, then uh, I went into the lead generation space. I always had that urge to, to start my own company. And mm-hmm. I remember when I was in, uh, when I was still, you know, joining all the jobs, I would listen to all these podcasts of, of, you know, your, your Gary V's and yeah. other entrepreneurs. And I was always thinking, man, this, you know, I, I knew I wanted to work with clients and help people and, and just really just make my own money and run a business. Um, and at some point I just got really into cold email and really got into lead generation. Um, and I remember sending one of my very first cold emails, which obviously was a super horrible message, but I pretty <laughs> much asked like, Hey, this is what we do. Is that something you're interested in? And they said, yeah. 
And I was like, well, it can't be that easy. Like you send someone an email, ask if they want to do business with you and they already say yes or no. So mm. I, that was just super cool, super interesting. And you know how it is when you then get, you get obsessed with it and you really get, you know, you go down a rabbit hole and you start just, just really look to prove yourself. And I really got into every single bit about cold email when it comes to writing cold emails to the technical setup. I wanted to know everything. Um, and you work with a bunch of clients, made a lot of mistakes, taking on the wrong types of clients, doing work the wrong way, making every single mistake you can imagine from burning domains to sending just horrible messages to yes. uh, not knowing where to get your data to. Uh, I mean, that's that's how you learn, right? So that was a really cool experience. Um, so I had my own lead generation agency, either as a founder, as a co-founder as well, and a different lead generation agency. So um, yeah, that was, that was definitely a, a great and fun experience where I learned a lot um, and, and made some great connections. What are and, your top lessons for um, lead gen agency founders? Because you you know my experience. One of my core businesses is a uh, lead gen uh, agency, uh, just like mm-hmm. you you started. What what top um, advice would you give to us? Sure. So I would say specialize, as in you want to work with. Um, um, you want to make sure that you know who you can provide the most value to, and then you really yeah. try and focus on that because then you also don't have to keep re- you don't have to keep reinventing the wheel, right? Where, yeah. uh, for example, I used to work with a lot of marketing agencies. Then you know, yep. okay, you know what? For marketing agencies, there's more or less the angle I can take. Then mm-hmm. there's a type of messaging that works. There's more or less the setup that I need to use, and you can replicate that, uh, and you can in a way productize your service, and you can make um scaling and all that you can make Correct. it a lot easier instead of okay you know what i have this type of client here that type of client there and then you just all over the place and i see that also with some companies who um who i'm helping out with maybe some consulting or just you know casual advice is uh, fulfillment is always the number one bottleneck and that comes from having to start from scratch for every single new client that you bring on so if you already know uh, and that, that works that works in different ways as well. Then you can say, hey, we work with marketing agencies. Then you really learn, you know, their language. You really learn um, how to approach them as well. So you make converting new clients for yourself a lot easier as well. Not in the least way because you now also, you also have some really relevant case studies. You can go to marketing agency B and say, hey, we just helped marketing agency A who is really similar to you. We helped them with these exact results and this is how we did it. And that's going to speak a lot more to them then just saying, hey, uh, I know you're a marketing agency. We helped an app development company with this or that. They're a little bit similar to you, so we can probably do the same for you as well. That's great. Um, so you'll make things a lot easier for yourself on, on every <laughs> single front. So mm-hmm. that would be um, probably my main advice. Um, and don't take on clients that, um, like you have that feeling, you know that feeling, right? When you have the first conversation and if they get into price a little bit and they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they don't really have their own sales team, they don't really have their own press processes worked out. So maybe mm-hmm. you bring them a bunch of leads in the first two weeks and they don't know what to do with them and all that. So um, yeah, it's really tempting to say, you know what, I hit 20K this month because I took on a bunch of clients, but then you, you're going to lose a whole lot because they're they're chasing you they're more you're able to handle fulfillment and all that so just make sure that you know you take your time to set up to to do good for a couple of clients that you know what works and what doesn't for that type of client and you find more people like them pretty much that would be probably my my biggest takeaway if i had to do it again Very good advice. i would specialize 
Do you still do agency work? No, I don't. Um, I do some consulting with other agencies, with, with agencies who are either starting out or who are looking to scale up, so I help them there. Um, and and um, I mean, honestly, I, I really like it. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm tempted at times. I do still get some people asking me that question, like, hey, we worked together in the past. Uh, do you still work? Could you still do this for me? Could you still do that for me? And I'm tempted at times. But no, I'm 100% all in online right now. Um, and yeah, who knows? Like I've been toying with the idea of doing a bit of a challenge, saying, okay, you know, with line, let's see how fast we can help clients or scale an agency. So mm -hmm. who, like, who knows? But right now, no, I don't do any agency that work. Okay, because, you know, like I am a strong believer in the SaaS model too, but do, do you think that, you know, the agency model would take too much of your time or... Did you, for example, not succeed in having an agency run on autopilot that could not take your time? Why not do both? And mm. the, the, that's my first question. The second is, is the, the SaaS model enough to, to pay the bills in the end? Or did you have, for example, savings? Because I understand that the SaaS model is, is very lucrative and it's on autopilot. You know, it's a software, it's replicable. No, I won't get in the Andresin uh, Horowitz thing that software is eating the world and all that, but uh, it's, it's a great model. What, what do you have to say on the agency via SaaS model here? Um, yeah, so initially, you know, when you started with an agency, yeah, definitely would take a lot um, because there's to, now, after a while with the agency, we had most of those processes worked out. So a lot of that would either work on autopilot or you would have the right people in the right place who could help you do fulfillment and all that. So when it comes to cash flow, yeah, agencies uh, and the agency model definitely is great. Um, then again, it's, um, I, I, I mean, burned out is a huge, is a, is, is a big term, big word. I wasn't burned out, but um, in our space, and I'm sure that's something that, that you've noticed as well, Uh, you don't very often work with clients for a year, two years. Um, even when you're doing good, like clients, they either, you know, things change or um, it's, it's, it can be tricky to really stick with clients for a longer time. Yeah. So churn is fairly high. Mm -hmm. So that makes it that, you know, that um, there's a lot of onboarding with new clients and yet you can make that a really seamless process, but it's just... Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's tiring, not gonna lie. So oh, yeah. that was something that, um, where I figured, you know what, uh, the SaaS model that we're operating on currently line is, is doing phenomenally well. So we're, I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Um, and I'm also, I tend, like I'm, I, when you're an entrepreneur, you see a lot of things that you want to take on, right? You're seeing yeah. this opportunity here. You're thinking, heck man, I can help this client yeah. and I can run that and I can do that project. And mm -hmm. I have a list of 10 other things that I want to do. Yep. <laughs> and that, it's, that I've done in the past. But now that I'm focused on one thing, I can see, you know what? I'm focusing on this one thing and it's going really well. All the things yeah. that I've done in the past, they've gone okay. So apparently I should focus on one thing. Um, like you cannot really argue against that evidence, right? So I'm all yeah. in on that right now. But then again, like in, in the future, who knows? Like once the line is running and, you know, you have your team built out there and things are going great. It could be that there are other things that, I'll, that, that will get like 20% of my focus, for example. Yeah, for sure. Well, first burnout is real, uh, you know, like a tough client. So like you said, 
avoid these like they are the plague. Um, mm -hmm. Then the, the, the second thing here, I mean, any type of agencies, I've tried a bunch of agencies, you know, Facebook ads, AdWords, ads, websites. Um, well, websites are a bit different because it's, you know, it's one and done most of the time. Yeah. But yeah, people churn uh, a lot, you know, because the price is high. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's the main reason. Um, and the yeah, software can be uh, a bit lower. How I view it, though, uh, how an agency can be a, a cool part of an ecosystem. My, my goal in life is to build the greatest startup ecosystem in the world is that mm. the agency can be the R&D part, you know, and give you data. Uh, although, like, I mean, if, if inline you have access to, you know, all the campaigns and you can get like good data there, uh, but never as good as, you know, um, talking to a human, for example, and and listening to him and, and seeing what software he uses and stuff. I think the agency can be a cool R&D part and mm. can help the, the SaaS um, for sure. But I, I want to go on with, with your experience because we only got yeah. like five minutes left. Yeah. Uh, just I mean, leads. I, I have yeah, more go ahead. time, honestly. I have more time. So if, uh, uh, I don't know about your schedule, but we can. Yeah, I have a hard stop because I have a, a sales calls afterward. Um, sure. But I, I'd like to re-invite you right away because there's so much to to say there, but um, I saw it, I saw just leads. That's interesting because it was like four months. Can you tell us a bit more about that one? Yeah, definitely. So just leads, they're a Dutch agency, lead generation agency. Um, and they reached out for, uh, for me to help them with the whole, you know, setting up the processes. So they were starting out to younger guys, super ambitious, super hardworking. Um, and so I helped them with setting up the processes. Uh, onboarding clients, making sure that, you know, there was the right technology in place and setting up new technology and just uh, providing with a bit of a kickstart, I suppose. Um, so that was, you know, like a consulting type type thing um, that, uh, that they for them. So that's why I was a bit shorter. Uh, might actually go back to helping them. I still have contact with them and they're just really fun to work with. It's just always really cool to work with super hardworking, bright, ambitious people. And it's yeah. uh, it's been inspiring for me personally. So um, yeah, like I'm, uh, it's a good reminder. I need to reach out to them actually. <laughs> and what about uh, Growbots? Uh, that's an interesting one too. Yeah, um, I've had my last uh, week there a couple of weeks ago. Growbots was yeah. the head of marketing there for about eight, nine months. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely interesting as a super, I'm a big fan of, of the entire space of the sales enablement, sales automation space, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they had a really great opportunity as the head of marketing. And I've been a fan of Growbots for a while. It was one of the first tools that I used when I started with, with cold email. Okay. Um, when I saw the opportunity, I was just super excited. Um, and yeah, they were excited to bring me on. So um, that was a great experience as well. We learned a lot there. We did some really cool things in um in in you know in the space and creating content um mm. and i got to meet the team they have a great team in place and they have some really cool visions on you know how they can actually combine software with a bit of an agency model as well so i think you and their ceo that you know you really hit it off because i think your visions are really well aligned um that was great but while you know I was working there, Lime was something that we worked on part time in the, in the weekends and the evenings, and it really mm -hmm. took off. Um, and uh, I, I know as, as it took off as hard as it did, as well as it did, it just made a lot more sense to focus on that full time, and that's why why I left Robots uh, a few weeks ago. Actually, 
Okay, okay. So I sent you the invite, and uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be fun to talk about uh, line. Uh, let's devote a good thirty minutes to it, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, let's let's talk tomorrow, man. Yeah, yeah, I love talking about line. <laughs> All right, thanks, Hans. Yeah, thanks for your time, man. Good luck with. Bye.